0: Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Lynn Sanity, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And uh, before I get into the, uh, the podcast, I just want to give a quick uh, promotion to the, the podcast we have going uh, in the network. I uh, will start off with Zach Griffith, Circle City Cinema. Uh he's putting in putting in some time, putting in some hours to to get you ready. Uh he, a lot of Marvel uh news that he's wanting to uncover in his, in, in some future pods. So uh please uh don't be afraid to, to check that out. And and also, you know, for all of you TV show watchers out there, I know he's got plenty of uh different stuff on different TV shows. Like if you go back and you watch a show and you're like, oh, like I just want to hear like different insight. Um you know, he has got plenty of stuff for that, so please, uh, don't be afraid to check that out. And then Alex uh, has been has been working on the power hour. I know Dylan has been on there. I know JD is on there. Um, and so it's been a, you know, a journey for him. Obviously, he's going through the league first couple of weeks in the season and plenty to talk about uh, in terms of you know how teams are doing, how teams are faring. Who's getting traded? Who's not getting traded? Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so don't be afraid to to check that out. And uh, Bryce, I'm really excited for today. Uh, obviously, you know we we've got a, a good podcast coming in, and I'm I'm very excited to bring on a guest. Uh, we haven't had him on since the preseason uh, preview action when we were talking the AFC East, where uh, uh, this guy right here, Dylan Hughes, rode with me on the Jets. You said the Jets were a legit football team this year. You said the Jets were going to improve. And uh, it's just nice to have an ally here, Dylan, because all I've had to do is just take a bunch of crap uh, from Bryce here against the
1: Jets.
2: Hey, man, we're talking about the the current playoff wildcard team, the New York Jets.
1: Please I me on mm, this. Man, this, mm. this, is, this is just...
2: No, I think, I think if Joe Flacco was still at the helm, they'd probably be the top of the division by now. (laughs) 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 that Wilson's been holding them back a little bit, but you know, it's, Uh, it's been, it's been working out just fine.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know, it's, it's always, it's always good to have you on Dylan. I know, you know, I know you got, obviously you're doing your thing with touring and you know, I know that, you know, Alex loves to have you on uh, for hoops, but you know, I appreciate you coming on. I know you were, We've talked about, hey, you know, getting on putting putting in some more episodes. So very excited to have you on to to kind of discuss week 10 and and all that that came about that. So I just want to jump right into it. Uh, We'll start off uh, with um, Thursday night and then we'll get into the rest of the week. And I'll start off with the, uh, you know, in terms of the Falcons and the Panthers, uh, the Panthers. uh, Again, this was such an ugly NFC South game and the Panthers. Found a way to win it at home after that controversial loss a couple weeks ago. Falcons dropped to four and six. Carolina goes to three and seven. Uh, Bryce, this is a team that, you know, to be honest with you, I thought that they were headed in the right direction in Atlanta. I thought they had a chance to win the division here. But this is the type of game that can set you back and potentially put you out of the division race here, no?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, this is a team that every win matters. And this game should have been a win, and they didn't win it. I mean, it's as simple as that. If they want to try to keep pace with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and and maybe make a challenge for the division, uh, this was a gotta-have-it game, and they didn't get it done. They lose to P.J. Walker. They can't stop Deontay Foreman on the ground, which, I mean, a lot of teams can't, let's just be honest. But, I mean, my goodness, my goodness. I mean, this is embarrassing. Arthur Smith should be embarrassed. Uh-huh. Kyle Pitts, another disappearing act game. I know, I know Dylan is all too familiar with the Kyle Pitts disappearances. Speaking of fantasy football. <laughs> oh, so, uh, I know he knows it. And if, if memory serves, you cut him, didn't you, Dylan? I, I did
2: cut him. and <laughs> I, My team name is still Pittstain uh, in, honor, in honor of the pathetic performance he's been putting up. But uh, ever since I've cut him, I've been on the roll. So it's been working out great.
1: Yeah, so fantasy owners, take, take the roll of the dice and cut Kyle he, Pitts. He was cancerous to your to locker room.
0: He was cancerous to your locker room, dude. That's, exactly. that's what it came down to. But it's terrible. You know, Dylan, in all, in all seriousness, right, we're talking about this divisional matchup. and But in general, this division, right, has just kind of been really putrid. All four of these teams just kind of come. And it's the truth. I'm not taking anything funny. It's both all four of these teams have just been really ugly right now. They're they're winning in ugly ways. It's not fancy. They don't look great. Uh, and and team like the Falcons, which seem to have some rhythm, you know, as we start the season, it looked good. And Carolina, firing of the coach, movement in quarterback, I mean, Dylan, how did you how do you kind of look at this kind of wacky division and just kind of this game that that took place here on Thursday?
2: Yeah, I mean, as Bryce was saying, the Falcons need all these wins. I mean, I don't think they expected to ever have a chance in this division, and because the Buccaneers have really just crumbled in all facets, they the Falcons have a puncher's chance here, and the Panthers have just been one of the most abysmal teams all year they traded one of their best players and McCaffrey and, you know, it's been nice to see Foreman step up and and play well, but this is still a team that is starting. I mean, pretty much every week they're starting the worst quarterback in the league, no matter who it is, it's going to be one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. And, and let's just, just looking at this box score is just hilarious because the leading receiver for, for Carolina on Thursday was Terrace Marshall Jr. at 43 yards, and that came all in one catch, okay? So, <laughs> th- this was just a terrible game for the Falcons, and, I mean, the Arthur Smith thing is, is worth talking about more because, listen, not only has Pitts been sorely underutilized, but Drake London, who had a pretty good start to the year, hasn't been used as much either, and... You know, you can blame that on scheme or coaching. I don't know. If you want to blame it on Mariota, that's fine too. And to all the people calling for Desmond Ritter, man, I watched the guy in college. I don't think he's helping much. All right. I agree, uh, so it's, it's those, that, that was one of those Thursday night games where if you miss it, you're probably better off. Uh, but yeah, it, it, this division is, is a dumpster fire and it's, hopefully going to get better. I don't know, but it's, it's no, I not hope working. it does. I hope it
0: does. I I, I really do. Cause I mean, I, I don't want to see one of those like an under 500 team make the playoffs and win, like by winning the division, I'd like to see a team over 500 relatively competitive and I kind of thought the Falcons were headed in that direction, but uh, a game like this against the Panthers, obviously uh, there's plenty of questions. Uh, next up, uh, arguably the two, um, uh most trying to think of this uh, the most toxic yeah the most toxic situations in the conference uh in the Indianapolis Colts and the Las Vegas Raiders uh the Indianapolis Colts uh, win this game twenty five to twenty and a part of uh this game and I'm just gonna go ahead and do it now just because I don't want to suffer through this any longer. That's right. Is that Bryce Shaddy gets a minute long to rave about the Colts organization. That's right. I all do. national media did all week long was bash on his Colts. And so uh unfortunately I have to sit through a minute of this <laughs> and so I will time a minute of this and I will leave myself on mute and I can't interrupt him. So Bryce That's right. That's uh, right. Go ahead. I'm timing you right now. Minute. Ready um, Seven. I'm
1: so Go. excited for this. Everyone that bashed my cult, Joe Thomas, Bill Cower, that you sit there and said this is just guess what this dude this dude just came out and beat the las vegas raiders who he tweeted about and said that they were awful he thought they were so bad he got off their couch and came and beat them himself it's laughable it's laughable bill cower and joe thomas you need to eat your words i saw joe thomas defending himself on twitter he looked like an absolute schmuck absolute schmuck doing this my colts came out matt ryan the return of matty ice baby The return 21 of 28, 222 yards, including a 39 yard rush, which is longer than Josh Allen has this season, which I think Josh Allen's a fraud because of that. Matt Ryan is the is the rushing quarterback of the league now. My guy, Paris Campbell, Caleb, yeah, you're on mute. You can't say anything now. My guy, Paris Campbell, has been balling 76 yards and a touchdown. He is absolutely outstanding this season. Uh, I I love this. I love this. All right, win. that's
0: enough. Your minute's over. Uh, Dylan, the 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 Colts came into this game, uh, with a with a just obviously you know insane situation here. They bring in Jeff Saturday. Uh, everyone's like, okay, what's the plan? What's the plan? All of a sudden, Matt Ryan last minute starter. You know, Ellinger goes back to the bench then you're looking at this game and it's like, okay, like Jonathan Taylor has 150 yards. Like this is the guy that like everyone expected to see this season. And you know, how do you, what, what in general, what are your thoughts on, on just that situation and what's going on in Indy right now, as they sit four and five and one.
2: Well, after the Frank Reich firing, it was a little, I think it was relieving that he was fired and then just a few hours later to see that his replacement was Jeff Saturday was pretty crazy. But as someone that grew up as a Colts fan and watched Jeff Saturday win a Super Bowl, it, it was kind of exciting, you know, is that just thinking back to my childhood, thinking about Jeff Saturday coming back and yeah, it was crazy. He had no, you know, coaching experience at any sort of high level. And he was just on ESPN, you know, the day before basically, but it was, it was still pretty exciting, and, you know, they got that chip on their shoulder with the media just bashing that hire, just demolishing the Colts organization for making that hire. Then they come out against a team that, you know, another – the true disgrace to the coaching profession, Josh McDaniels, on the other side, uh, we saw on the field that day that you don't need experience in the – or I should say experience in the NFL means nothing because Josh McDaniels mm-hmm. – is literally there was a report earlier today that the Raiders would fire him, but they actually don't have the financial means to hire another coach. So if you want to talk about bad organizations, I think we should start with the Raiders. (laughs) Yeah, But anyway, this, I mean, the line was the best it's been all year. And I I give all the credit to Matt Fryer not being on the field. Uh, So shout out to him for. (laughs) for Oh, yeah. Uh I mean DeForest Buckner may have had his best game of the year. Zaire Franklin was all over the field tackling guys. Like all in all, the team just seemed a lot more inspired than it has all year. And yes, beating the Raiders is not some sort of super impressive feat, but they looked a lot more energized. So I, I think if you're a Colts fan, it's it's it you're a lot more excited than you were a couple weeks ago.
1: Super Bowl baby. We are back in the talks.
2: You wish, Bryce. Uh, you wish in your dreams. Are,
1: hey, are you? I, still, I, I, you're not betting uh, Colts money line now, are you? After because the Eagles, the Eagles lost? lost. Yeah, no, that's fair. I understand. Okay. Ne- I understand. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Uh, next up, you're still a clown for clowning my Colts.
0: No, uh, no, I'm. Not, I'm just choosing to move on from this topic because you know I've said what I said about the Colts, you and I don't think L. it changes. It you it just think L. it's the Raiders. The, the Raiders are just
1: not no, a well coached football team. And Big D. You know there there are, there's are some problems there. Obviously, I think and it's laughable that the it. franchise's money broke, is cash broke. Well, it's, I think that's so, laughable that you that you are in Vegas and you don't have money to fire coach. So laughable.
0: is the is the situation? So so are we thinking? I guess they're what in the process of the Gruden situation, right? They're still trying to get yeah rid of probably rap. probably um, you know. So it's like they're that that amount of money combined with you know, any other potential bigger moves that they've made, bigger swings that they've made and still have no money. I mean, I could see it. Uh, I mean, obviously that Gruden deal was so big that I bet that, I bet they're still paying off that one. Uh, Next up, uh, a game that I think, honestly, uh, you know, not a lot of people gave the Packers a chance uh, in this matchup in Lambeau, uh, but they pulled it off in overtime, uh, 31 to 28. Uh, The Green Bay Packers, Dylan, uh, have been a story all season. Uh, in terms of not being able to find any winning, you know, r- winning rhythm. Uh, look, everything looks kind of ugly. Uh, everybody's blaming everyone. Uh, one person isn't taking the blame. Uh, we've talked about them at multiple times. I don't need to repeat who that one person is. Uh, and here they are coming into this game in Lambeau winning 31 to 28. So Dylan, I got, I got one thing for you. What? do you think the Packers can do off of this? Is this even a thing where you sit there and go, okay, the Green Bay Packers are back, like they're going to be fine? Or is it just like, oh, it's just that they needed to win so bad, they just fought for it? Like, how would you describe just what you saw from Green Bay?
2: I mean, I don't have a a ton of faith moving forward. I I need to see more because, man, before that game, they had such a rough stretch and it was – Aaron Rodgers was looking really out of sorts and I think the difference in this game was really just that Christian Watson finally came on and made some big plays I mean they like they have a they have a decent receiving core like let's not act like it's the worst in the league it's not great it's not great right having having someone like that come and you know this is a guy they invested a high pick in Mm -hmm. having him finally show out and make some big plays I think was a huge difference and and really kind of open their offense up a little bit. If he can, you know, he's not going to score three touchdowns every game, but if he can make one or two big plays a game, that's going to be big because Romeo Dobbs is good too. And he's hurt right now, but when he comes back, yeah, you've got those two guys and Alan Lazard, who's been good this year, you've got the two running backs. Like this offense could definitely find a groove in the second half of the season. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means they're going to make a playoff run. It definitely could because the, the NFC wildcard situation is not super, uh, it's not super tough to break into that conversation right now. So if they get a little roll, maybe maybe they can get in there. But for now, I'm definitely going to just stick with the fact that they've played pretty poorly all year. But we'll see. Bryce,
0: with this matchup, right, Dallas comes in here 6-2. and two, They look red hot. You know, looks like, okay, coming off the buy, McCarthy's been really good off buys, Dak's been really good off buys, and the Packers, obviously, desperate, you know, desperate team here, came out, played desperate, and like Dylan said, I think that seven spot, specifically, is what's open. Do you think that this is a win that we sit back and say, oh... This is the start of seeing Green Bay potentially slide into the wild card picture. And, and you know, are you even concerned about this game if you're Dallas? Are, are you even like, are you just sitting there like, OK, you know, we lost the game. It is what it is. We're a good team. We could bounce back.
1: I am absolutely concerned about Dallas. Are you kidding me? I told I tried to tell you and Zach Griffith about this. They are an accident waiting to happen. And guess what? It happened. It happened. They are now six and three. They are currently, yeah. Look, the NFC is getting tough. It's getting tougher. Okay. Uh, I think there are some teams that are really viable wildcard players here. And I think Dallas is one of them. And like, just like Atlanta, every win counts here because the Giants are seven and two. Dallas is now six and three. The Eagles are eight and one. They're third in their division third. And when you look at somebody like, you know, the, the, uh, the bucks are probably going to win their division. The Niners are on their way to winning that division. You know, Seattle could potentially win that division. Sure. I mean, we're talking, we're talking about other, other teams here. And for green Bay, they better kick it in high gear. Like ASAP. I do think the Christian Watson thing is fool's gold. Um, Don't be fooled by this. Uh, I don't buy this performance Four, three of your four catches were for touchdowns. <laughs> OK, so you you've proven to me that you're a big play threat. As far as I'm concerned, you're on the level of MVS.
0: Oh, no, I stop. see something else. We mean that. Stop Why? that nonsense. You freaking Why? joking with that. junk? Why? Why? Oh, my. Why? Gosh. Half of his yards. Oh half of his yards oh was on one gosh. catch. Oh, my gosh. What He's question? a rookie. He's a rookie. He should have higher potential than that. He's a rookie, Bryce. OK. I, Come on. Come on. Come on. This is OK. Was, okay. This was okay. Uh, Next up. And I'm, and I'm not even I'm not going to be concerned about Dallas. I mean, no, I of understand.
1: course you're not. Of course you're not. No, you're I'm like not, Decker, I'm, I'm, you're buying I'm into Dallas. You're, you're buying in and no, they're going to break your hearts again. It's every year. It's every single year. What is different? What is different about this team?
0: they've got a I think they're going to be fine defensively. They always are. And
1: I, I I, think that they're getting Odell back. I think they're getting Odell. Oh, my God. So so you're hinging. You're you're basically putting their entire season. No, on Odell Beckham no, Jr. no. I just think their offense is going to get a little more explosive. A guy who's it's had two, two torn ACLs him. the past like no, two I, years. I just think it's going to help. Him. That's all That's which, all. by the way, can I can I just say that the yep. Odell Beckham stuff? He's like a hired mercenary now, and I really don't like that. I am not for that. He's a literally a hired. He, he choose his team two years in a row. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. It's weird. Hurts the legacy, man. Hurts the well, legacy. Speaking of a guy That's who Kevin didn't hurt us that.
0: Speaking of a guy who didn't hurt his legacy. Uh Tom Brady uh in Germany gets the the victory over Seattle uh goes 5 and 5 with the 21 to 16 win. Uh I will be honest here, uh just watching this game it felt like, you know, it just felt like Seattle wasn't awake, man, because as soon as they started getting awake in that second half, we saw that Seattle team that's, you know, been able to put up points. It's been able to move down the field. Um I, I really don't know if I'm gonna take this performance incredibly. Seriously, Bryce from Tampa. Uh, I I just don't buy uh, Rashad White being a legit lead back. Uh, I don't buy uh, the way that this that, that this team's playing. I don't I don't buy it. I still have my questions. I still have my concerns. And, you know, look, good win for them. Uh, but I, I am not necessarily sitting here like, all oh, they're back to being NFC title contenders.
1: I buy, I buy Rashad White. I do buy Rashad White. I think he's White. a good player. I'm just saying like he's not going to be
0: that good every game. He's going to be 22 carries, 100 yards
1: every game. I. I- <laughs> Look, I I see what you're saying, but I I do like Rashad White. I I agree. I don't buy this performance, but here's the thing. Like, these overseas games, you never know what you're going to get, honestly. When they play in England, now they're playing in Germany. They're going to go back to Germany next year. It sounds like the Chiefs are going to go. I just, I I don't know. I I never know about these. Like, I wouldn't have been shocked if Seattle won. I wouldn't have been shocked if Tampa won. I feel like Tampa was the better team and and they sure. ended up winning. Um, and Seattle still like didn't play like terribly. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't hang my head losing to Tom Brady and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. You know what I mean? Like they're in my opinion, as in a Caleb uh, phrase here, they're playing with house money. Tampa? Know, so. No, no, Seattle.
0: Oh, OK. Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah. So I mean they're playing with house money. So yeah, I don't put a lot of stock in this. Good win for Tampa, though. They needed it, obviously. Um, Tom Brady two and O since the divorce. <laughs> That's kind of funny. But um Yeah, man, I think Seattle's gonna stay in the hunt till the very end, though.
0: Dylan, do you out. agree with, with that sentiment? I mean, the Seattle story's obviously been interesting. You know, this was a, a debatable whether Geno was even gonna start before the season. Clearly he's going to be their guy. He's, he's played it. Um, This offense looks explosive. Kenneth Walker's had some great games, obviously uh, not against Tampa, but it seems like there's a lot going for them. Do you think that, you know, after this loss, you know, that they could, you know, cool down here. Do you think this is a legitimate team that'll find itself in the playoffs, potentially winning the division? Uh, How do you look at Seattle after this one?
2: Yeah, I think they still have a decent shot at that division. I mean, the Rams are, they're out, you know, like they just lost, they just lost their only offensive weapon. Stafford's been banged up all year. I mean, it's there. You can go ahead and basically cross them out. Arizona is maybe a little bit better off, but Kyler's hurt for them too. and. I haven't watched the hard knocks yet, but it doesn't seem like uh, Hopkins is too happy with Kyler, which is a little, (laughs) a little worrisome considering he just came back. I think he's ready to eat and he's not getting fed. Um, So, you know, it basically comes down to them in San Francisco and San Francisco is always a team you can bet on to, to stick it out to the end of the season and really compete, but it depends on health uh, among other things. And, I do think this Seattle team's not a fluke. I mean, Geno, he really looks like yeah. he's just seeing the game differently. Yeah, this, this, this his weapons have just been awesome. I mean, Tyler Lockett has been the most consistent he's been in his career. Mm-hmm. DK maybe has taken a little step down from the past, but he's still been pretty good. Kenneth Walker is coming off his only bad game of the season. I mean, they they have a good supporting cast. The defense has some really good young pieces, so I, I really think they can they can keep this rolling. And I mean, as you said, Caleb, they looked kind of sleepy early on, but they scored, they scored most of their points in the fourth quarter. Like they almost came back and won it. They, yeah. they weren't, they weren't out of it when you were just had a few minutes left, you know? So it's, I think it's, I think it's fine. This is, this is a game that again, like Bryce said, like the overseas games are just tough to peg. It's, a lot long travel time. And I mean, it was 9 a.m. East when they were playing and they're from the West coast. Like it, it it was a a big jump for them. So I'm not putting too much stock in this game for both teams. Really. I I think, I think the bucks could turn around and lose next week. And I think Seattle could turn around and win. So.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Next up uh, a game that, uh, let's be honest, you know one team was looking like a top dog in the conference and the other team was a team that everyone didn't really believe in uh but they came out uh the Minnesota Vikings and 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 beat the bills thirty three to thirty in overtime. Bryce and I have been you know relatively on board here saying that we don't believe the Vikings are fraudulent so Dylan out of curiosity uh what do you think of the Minnesota Vikings and and how do you think that uh they could play out here at the end of the season. I mean, 8-1, you know, a team that, you know, obviously is Kirk Cousins, who's, who's had some question marks throughout his career, uh, but the, the weapons are there. You know, they made the move for Hawkinson. Uh, they obviously have defensive players. Peterson looks really good right now. Are you buying Minnesota? Are you thinking they are the real deal here?
2: Yeah, I'm buying. and I feel oh, yeah, That's baby. right, baby. <laughs> I feel a little stupid doing it because I've bought it in the past and it hasn't worked out. This this team has a similar framework to some of these Vikings teams we've seen in the past with Kirk at the helm. Uh, and and those, those teams have fallen short of expectations. But I don't know, man. It, it's hard not to buy in. Like, Justin Jefferson just had freaking 200 yards receiving. And, I mean, that receiving core is just absolutely stacked. You've got an awesome running back in Dalvin Cook. You know, Kirk Cousins, again, like – it's, it's hard to really trust him when the lights are bright, but man, winning that game in Buffalo, that was almost like a sign, you know, that I, that was, that game was all but one for the bills and the Vikings, had, they had a little luck. I don't know if they had sure uh, a little, a little angel come down and knock the ball out of Josh Allen's hand there or something like that. But <laughs> it, it really, it really looked like a sign for them and you know, I'm just, I'm going to go all in. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not, I saying, I'm not saying they're a Super Bowl team, but I love what I've seen. And I love a lot of players on that team. So I'm, I'm happy to ride with them.
0: Rice, in heading into that fourth quarter, the Bills were up in this contest. 27 to 17. Vikings go for 13 points in the fourth quarter. And then obviously the field goal overtime price, you and I have both been, we both like this team. We like other coach. We like the roster. We like the way that they play. We think that they've got the pieces. I mean, this game just kind of verifies what we've been saying. Like this is a team that, you know, you yet yeah, that's not a joke. They're going to be a top
1: contender in the
0: conference. They think they've got what it takes.
1: Oh yes. Oh yes. I like that. I like that, in the words of Kirk Cousins, um man, what a game. Justin Jefferson is otherworldly. uh that catch on fourth and eighteen is going to go down as probably one of the top highlights of the year, um in terms of NFL. That catch is right. absolutely amazing and that, and that's why you and that's why you give your receiver a chance. It's plain and simple right. as that. Uh, you you give your guy an opportunity to make a play. They had the best player on the field, in my opinion, Justin Jefferson. And there's a lot of good players on that field. Josh Allen, Dalvin Cook, Stephon Diggs, Von Miller. I mean, they got there are some dudes in this game. Um, and, and I felt and I still feel like Justin Jefferson's the best, best player on the field that day uh so and why not go to him and and I think that should be Minnesota's play anytime that they go away from Justin Jefferson they they struggle really bad um that that one loss for for Minnesota uh Kirk Cousins was forcing it to Justin Jefferson and just didn't work out but I think that's still the right play in my opinion give your guy a chance and I think you gotta you gotta sprinkle in some Dalvin Cook too
0: well, and I, and I think, I think it's, I think Bryce, I think we'll see Hawkinson make more of an impact here as the season goes on, particularly in the middle of the field. What a pickup. I help. Yeah, I think what a that pickup, this is man. a team that, that just seems to be headed in the right direction. And I just want to continue to buy. And for Buffalo, look, I still think they're a top AFC contender. I think that they're a really good team. I just think they faced a really good one in Minnesota. And and the fact that they didn't finish that game, I, I, I do think can raise some arguments of, you know, how, you know, what's their potential, what... You know, are they going to be as good as everybody said in the offseason? And we'll have to have to see on that one. Next up, uh, the Lions and the Bears. The Lions get their first win on the road in the Dan Campbell era by beating this team. That, you know, let's be honest, Chicago looked incredible. They will look like the darlings in the last couple of weeks with their offense. And then Detroit comes in and makes defensive plays. Yes, defensive plays (laughs) to put themselves in positions to win this game and go three and six. I mean, what in the world is going on? The Lions have somehow, Dylan, pulled away with two straight victories. What do you think Lion fans did? Do you think that they said to themselves, Let's go get a bunch of shots after getting two in a row because we're not going to remember this anytime soon. I mean, this was incredible to see from the Lions, a team that, you know, obviously has some offensive potential. But, you know, I thought they would be a little bit better this season. But they're showing that fight and that resiliency uh, that that you want to see from a team like this, a young team that's trying to get their footing on the ground.
2: Listen, man, there are receipts I have. You can find them. I was all in on oh. this. Oh, I was all in on this Lions team. Yeah, yeah. And? and by all in, I'm not saying super all. I mean like sure, eight. Worth, sure. You know, I, I thought they could be an around 500 team. And the one thing I kind of hate about the 17 game season is there's no 500 anymore. It's kind of annoying. Right. Um, but I thought they were an around 500 team. And listen, basically their two best offensive weapons, or three if you want to include Jamison Williams, who hasn't played at all yet this year. Uh you know, I'm on, or i St. Brown and Deandre Swift have missed a lot of time and huh. man, St. Brown at the beginning of the season was just unbelievable and then got hurt and their receiving core really took that punch and Deandre Swift. I mean, Jamal Williams is one of the best backups in the league. So they've been fine, but Deandre Swift is just an all around back, man. And he, he can score in a ton of different ways and not having him, I think has really hurt their offense So getting both those guys back really lately has helped, even though Swift hasn't played a ton still. And man, watching that bears lions game. I mean, Justin Fields has just been on such a tear lately. It was, it was hard to imagine them losing that game, but the line just pulled it out. And Bryce's boy, Jeff Okuda made some big plays. I'm sorry, baby. Some of these, some of these young guys, Aiden Hutchinson, Bryce's not boy. uh, No, no. uh, Made some big plays. I mean, they've, the defense is still, you know, pretty tough to watch, but they've got some young pieces that can make plays. The offense, again, when healthy, has some really good games, as we saw early in the season against Seattle, where the aforementioned TJ Hawkinson had one of the best fantasy games of the year. Uh, I mean, they they have potential. They don't always put it together, but when they're healthy, even with Jared Goff at the quarterback, they can they can they can put some some really good plays together.
0: Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh next up, another game that, you know, I found to be somewhat intriguing when going through the results and the stat sheets. Um, you know, is a it's a game that, you know, obviously it was Sunday night. The Chargers are still battling through the injuries and figuring out how they want to get back to being what they're capable of. And it felt like through the majority of the game you saw the talent that they were playing with. They made the timely stops, but like they got enough offensively, but then they, you know, let the lead slip. The Niners took advantage in the second half. Um, you know, I, I still think this Chargers team is very good. I'm not, I'm not necessarily sitting there like, Oh my gosh, like they're going to, I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs. Um, I I still like them. I think this is a good win for the Niners. Bryce uh, on a kind of set things uh, in stone for, what they are capable of with this McCaffrey addition.
1: Yeah, I like the San Francisco 49ers to either win their division or at least be a wild card team. Um I think what they have done, I think Christian McCaffrey was a perfect uh, compliment piece to help Jimmy Garoppolo. Um if I was building an offense around Jimmy Garoppolo, the guys that I have around him are exactly what I want. I have an all uh, you know, an all-purpose back I have Debo Samuel that I can use anywhere on the field. I have Brandon Ayuk who's really athletic, but but also big, you know, kind of a, a bigger, wider receiver um, that can make plays. And then you got you got an excellent tight end in George Kittle who can make plays too if you forget about him. That's exactly how I'd want to build it. I know Jimmy G is is technically not the starter moving forward after this season, um, but I mean this is it right here. I like I like the Niners. You know, I, I'm a big Shanahan guy. Yeah, whatever. So what a joke. I, I, okay, that's fine. That, that's a joke, but he makes the playoffs, doesn't he? Made a Super Bowl. Made a I Super mean, Bowl?
0: Sure. We know what the result was though, right?
1: Yeah, for A, okay. a right, Jimmy Thank Garoppolo overthrow. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank okay. You. That the he was open. Sanders was open, but anyway. Um in my opinion, bad loss for the Chargers. I I'm gonna be honest, Caleb, I think the I think the season is hanging on by a thread. Because they have the Chiefs, they have the Chiefs uh this week. I'm gonna go ahead and say L. and then they go at Cardinals at Raiders, two very winnable games. and then they go uh they play Miami tough game, Titans tough game. Colts do not say or your team. C. We'll see. Do not say your we'll team. See.
0: No, no, my gosh. Do not we'll sit see. here and say,
1: oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We'll see. I, I don't know how things are gonna pan out. You don't, don't know. Pull back, things are back against pan Matt Pryor. Pull uh, back against Matt Pryor. We'll see. Oh my gosh, precious. We shall see. I think I think I the Chargers up. are legit in trouble. I don't think Staley will make it after the season if they don't make the playoffs. I He's mean, definitely I gone. I agree with you, but Sean Payton waiting in the wings. Give me a break. To beat. I yeah. said we'll see. Give me a break. They beat the I Raiders. Mean, I, they beat the Raiders.
0: Wow! You want me to throw a party for you? Wow! They want to
1: fire their coach. They don't have money for
0: them. The wow! Bryce. Are one, they
1: are they are, oh, they are yeah, one wow. win over five hundred. Oh, come what does that tell? Than you? The they're that better say? than the
0: Raiders. They're better than the Raiders. Well, yeah, they they're,
1: mean, they're better
2: than the Raiders. Yeah, they're way
0: better. Than the Raiders are way better than your team. Look, when it comes right. to when it comes to to this game, I I, I just see two legit contenders here. I, I just see two. Two teams that are talented. I'm not going to write off uh, the Chargers here, and I think this is a good win for the Niners. Uh, what say you? Don't
2: I'm going to say something that really saddens me. And oh, this, oh. this is Uh-oh. this is a this is a part of the Chargers curse, I think. But listen, Keenan Allen's practicing this week. I, I think he's Julio Jones. I think he's done. He's 30. This is is spicy. I like the take. Let's clip it. Oh, yeah. There there is a recipe. It's becoming clear. When you get to 30 years old and have hamstring injuries, it's over. We've seen it with Julio, okay? Wow. The very first game this season, Tampa Bay and Dallas, Julio looked awesome. I was so mad at myself for not adding him to any of my fantasy teams because I didn't trust it. He looked terrible at Tennessee. I'm like, he's, he's done. He looked so explosive, so good. And that was like his one of two good games this year. Cause he's been hurt. Keenan Allen, I think is sadly on the same trajectory. So what he can add to this team moving forward. I don't know, but Mike Williams has been awesome this year. If he can come back, Austin Eckler, like they still have some good offensive pieces, but I am a little worried too. Like Bryce, they just keep getting hurt, man. Like every single year, really important players get hurt. Bose has been on IR. Uh, JC Jackson's out for the yeah. year. It's just, it just keeps coming. And and Herbert is probably going to end up being hurt the whole year too. Like they don't really talk about that anymore, but he's he's clearly been hurt for weeks. So I'm I'm a little concerned about them. Uh, for San Francisco, I mean, I echo what Bryce said. They're and like kind of like I said earlier, they're just always gonna be there. I agree. They have a lot of weapons, and it is kind of weird that Shanahan basically made McCaffrey Eli Mitchell's backup in that game. I thought that was kind of odd.
1: Fantastic uh, but, for my fantasy team. Yeah. Shut up. Your fantasy team sucks. Okay. Go on <laughs> though. I just beat you. God though. Go on, though.
2: So uh, you know, it's 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 gonna be interesting to see how that plays out the rest of the year, but but yeah, the Chargers I don't trust so much. San Francisco I do. We'll we'll see how that plays out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And obviously, I, you yeah, know, great Sunday night game. I haven't been able to say that in no, a long time either. So <laughs> uh we have we have the uh you know some of the games on the board here. Titans uh defeated uh, the broncos. Uh the Chiefs defeated the Jaguars. Uh Titans won 17 to 10 over the Broncos. Chiefs beat the Jaguars 27 to 17. Dolphins absolutely put a show on against the Browns. Uh the Giants beat Texans. Sailors beat the Saints and the Cardinals and Rams backups uh beat each other 27 to 17. And that leads me uh to getting to my uh, get the sack, which i was so glad and honored to do because we don't get many chances with the way that they've been playing this season to give them the sack. And, Bryce, I did mention a person to you. I changed off that person because I'm ready to oh. come at this coach right here, right now, and Nick Seriani get the freaking sack. Oh, you, sat here down 11, you sat here down 11 points, come and on. Ron Rivera owed you. He oh owed you. Gosh. He came the Lincoln Bank, and he owed you. And you know what? I love it. It was a fantastic story at the end of that game. Rivera, that Washington team, played for Rivera's family. It was incredible to watch. The running game was great. The passing game was deep and explosive. And Seriati just looked like a doll out there with the way that Rivera was scheming him around. I mean, this was just ridiculous. A team that everyone thought was going to be undefeated slips at home to a Taylor Heineke-led team, which, by the way, I think Taylor Heineke needs to move forward as the starting quarterback for the Washington team it's time to move off of carson wentz i've said it for four years move off carson wentz he's a starter he's a backup he's a backup he's a backup backup. i love what washington is doing five and five on the year and rivera made seriani look like a total choke rice what do
1: you have to say about that get the sack Come on, dude. Let's let's be real here. This is not on Sirianni, okay? We're talking about drops. We're talking about fumbles from from these guys. Jalen Hurts, I thought played just fine. Let's not sit here and act like Taylor Heineke did something special Monday what? night because he didn't. What he didn't. What. Oh in fact he threw a really a really bad interception you know what his highlight is you know what his highlight is him what? drawing a 15-yard penalty on brandon graham which honestly i i hate that call i absolutely hate that call, call that call is garbage Now you gotta call it every time ques Watkins schmuck how do you get up and then fumble the football uh, refs missed the the face mask on Dallas Goddard that hurt him and put him on IR. Which he also fumbled on that play. Missed me on this. This I'm not even concerned Incredible about win. Philly. Incredible win for Washington. Great win for Washington. Let me tell you something about Washington. They're not even going to sniff the playoffs, okay? Taylor, Taylor Heineke will them. get exposed it's for what for he them. is. Remember that he's a backup quarterback. People fail to to remember this, okay? I get that he he gets some wins here and there. All right, <laughs> but he is a 500 quarterback, and guess what? They're going to finish probably 500. Hey, hey, Bryce,
0: Bryce, give me Heineke over your boy Russell Wilson right now.
1: Oh, fine. Give me Heineke over your boy, Russell Wilson. Okay. Right. Wait till Hackey gets fired. Dylan, I can't what, believe you're buying into the Russell Wilson is a washed hide. That is so embarrassing from you. I
0: have to look at how he's playing. Look at how he's playing. Uh, let, let's move on to the, the next, get the sack here. Dylan, I, I want to get in, uh, get your thoughts on this one because uh, the name you gave me, uh, I, I I love it. Uh, it's not the conventional name. It's a little out of uh Bryce, it might be different than the typical get the sack, but you know, I decided to live with it because I thought there was a lot of validation here, and I guarantee you, Bryce, that you'll like this one. Okay.
2: Dylan? Listen, I, I know you guys like to focus on coaches in the league. You like to focus on some players. Let's focus on a on a coach that has had some success in the past, but came at our boy Jeff Saturday. Bill Cower is getting oh, sacked. I love this. Okay. Listen, Bill Cowher got up there in his soapbox and just poured his heart out to the American audience and the international audience, thinking, just saying this is the biggest disgrace that the NFL has ever seen. and Every head coach that's ever coached anywhere in college or the NFL, Pee Wee, should be embarrassed that this happened. And Jeff Saturday goes out there and he looks across the field and he sees Josh McDaniels. And he says, you know what? A middle schooler could come out here and beat this guy. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to beat this guy's butt and show Bill and Joe Thomas, and all these fools on TV who I am. And he did that. Yeah. And he came and he partied with Edron James after. I love that. Yeah, I thought to... it was funny. <laughs> He's just an awesome guy. He hyped this team up. And listen, again, the Raiders, not the most impressive one in the world. But after all the media torment, Jeff Saturday comes out and gets the dub. The winningest coach in the league right now as far as percentage. So Bill Coward get the sack.
1: <laughs> wow, I love I it. I love it. I absolutely love it.
0: Go ahead, Bryce. What do you got for uh you get the sack here?
1: Well, my get the sack this week mm-hmm. is a guy that we haven't actually talked about. He's been kind of flying under the radar because we feel like it's just a rebuild. Um, we know what they're doing, Mm -hmm. Um, but they're kind of making a little noise there. Their quarterback is starting to prove some doubters wrong. And you know, I love it when my guys prove doubters wrong. And my guy is certainly the one and only Justin Fields, but Matty, your get the sack, please. You, sir, are a defensive coordinator that has become a head coach. And you can't even support the best Game your quarterback has had of his career thus far. You can't even support him and stop the Detroit Lions from beating you, who have been sorry this season, even though they should have been better. Your quarterback helps you put up 30 points, and you give up 31. I don't care that that Santos missed an extra point that could have basically tied this game you wasted a Justin Fields performance and that sir is on you because your defense can't stop anymore it's embarrassing shame mm. on you mm. shame on you for that get the sack Matt even loose
0: wow. man what a terrific get the sack segment this week Bryce I just, I just love it uh, and we'll get into uh, you know, our new segment, I don't think Dylan's ever heard on, on the pod since he's been on it. Our new mailbag segment. I'm very excited for this. Uh, we've got a terrific set of mailbags, Bryce. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very excited to release these to you. And so I want to start off, uh, with, with this one right here. We're just going to go right from the jump. Uh, dear Lynn Sanity, I'm sure you saw the awesome, awesome performance Justin Jefferson had this weekend. Jeddes is extending my career, and for that, I am grateful. My question to you guys is, how much of my salary should I donate them for saving my career? because I'm thinking ninety percent, but it could be ninety five. Yours truly, Kirk.
1: Oh Hussons. my gosh. did did Zach pick this out? No, no. No, he didn't. I feel like Zach,
0: Zach, no, 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 he didn't. No one picked, no, no. This was just in the mailbox. It's been sitting here, sitting here for a while, sitting here for a couple months now as we've been piling them on. This is one that got sent to me from a listener. Uh, I'm curious (laughs) to hear your thoughts on this one, Bryce. (laughs) Well, on this,
1: well, I will say this Kirk Cousins looks at Justin Jefferson the way Dylan looks at Paige Spearnack on Twitter. Okay. I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's a match made in heaven. Let's just let's just say that. Okay. So maybe it should be a lot. Maybe it should be all of the salary. I don't know. Dylan exposing Dylan on the pod. Well, if you're gonna step into land Sanity, this is what you're gonna get. So deal with it. Um No, come on. Kirk Cousin throws some nice nice balls. Justin Jefferson is a nice luxury, though. I will say that. Um, maybe 50 50 split maybe maybe all the chains okay. that that, uh, that Kirky ice puts on after after a nice dub maybe those that, those Dylan, were some coin
0: Dylan do you got any thoughts on uh, this mail from from Kirk cousins here
2: yeah and thanks to Kirk for writing in I mean that's really really nice to, yeah. to hear from him. Time, um, man you know to play off the popular meme we've seen this season Kirk definitely at times is going F it. Jefferson's down there somewhere and just absolutely <laughs> locks it up. And, and you could say that fourth and 18 with the big Jefferson catch was a, was a similar type of situation. So, you know, I, I don't want to ever uh, mess with a man's money, but if Kirk's writing in asking, I think it's fair. Uh, I I think I'm not going to tell him how much he should donate. I think that's a discussion they should have. Maybe it should be brokered by a, a third party somewhere. In the organization, but I think he—he he definitely owes him a—he uh, owes him a little coin for sure.
0: Love it, love it, Kirk. Um, I—I I think you should send like you know thirty to thirty-five, uh, his way. But it depends on how far he goes in the season. Uh, but you know I appreciate you, Kirk, for being willing to send this in. Uh, next up, uh, dear Insanity. Even though we're not sure how we found your show, each of us. Are huge fans of your radio program. Oh. We're 50 years unbeaten. And with the Eagles' loss on Monday, no one can say they've gone through the whole season without losing. Tom and Bill have tried, and Eli Manning helped save our glorious reputations. And we popped so many bottles that day. Our question is will anyone ever do what we did again? Yours truly, the 1972 Dolphins. Uh, Dylan, I'll start with this one. Uh, you know, a whole team came in with this mailbag. Typically we get it from individuals, but the entire team set this one in, which is awesome. That means we're getting some uh, looks here in the mailbag. What what do you think about, uh, what this, what this mail entails?
2: And, and, And do you agree that,
0: uh, we may never see an undefeated
2: team again? I don't think we'll see an undefeated team and the reason is because first of all unlike back in 1972 there's actually talent in the league <laughs> and second of all there are now there are now 17 games okay the Miami dolphins can rest on those laurels all they want it listen anything anytime you can go undefeated in a season it's impressive <laughs> but it, it it's just of all the things that stand the test of time that record is one of the least impressive, so it will will not be broken, but again, that's because there's talent in the league for once, and (laughs) there is a much longer season.
1: right? The short answer is no. The long answer is this. Please stop taking pleasure in these teams losing like that. I saw the picture of Larry Zonka last night having a cigar and a drink saying, <laughs> oh, thank you, Washington. I'm a I'm a Commanders fan tonight. Shut up. Shut up. Why are you celebrating other people's failures? Yeah. You know, like everyone else says that. You know, Oh, don't celebrate other people's failures. The, the 72 Dolphins do it every time, every year, every freaking year. Like, you can't find anything better to do with your life outside of celebrate these teams losing. Like, dude, give me a break. (laughs) It's kind of embarrassing, honestly.
0: Wow. Uh, Here's one here. I love this one. Uh, Big fan of the guy here. I just really appreciate him being willing to send something in. Dear Linsanity, I would like to stake my claim as the best offensive coach in the league. They claimed it was my mentor. But my quarterback now isn't too much better than the one I left behind. And now my offense is unstoppable. I'm taking a guy who was in Kansas City with another offensive mastermind and finding even newer ways to unlock him to be dangerous. My team put up 39 points last week, with Waddle having four catches for 66 yards, two running backs from my old team, and they're doing way better than they did on my old team. So, am I not the best offensive coach in the league? Don't call me McD. Mike mcdaniel uh i i am going to sit here and say i'm not giving him that love just yet but the trajectory is certainly there i just need to see it in the playoffs but i'm liking what mcdaniel's doing i'm liking how the offense is looking and i and i think there's a trajectory in which that's possible bryce what do you think about what old mike sent us
1: I mean, it's interesting, but I will say this. Having two of the fastest receivers in the NFL, um, it definitely helps. I will say that. So I don't know if I'm going to say that he's the greatest offensive coach. Um, he's definitely up there, but I'm not willing to say that. I think it'd be interesting to see uh, with a team without you know, one or both of those guys. I think that would be really interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think he's creative. I think he, I think he has a good feel for the game. A lot of people said that he was Shanahan's mastermind, which I don't know that that's necessarily true. I think that's part of it. Um, uh, cause I think Shanahan's a great mind as well, but, um, no, I mean, it's, it's definitely interesting to think about, but I don't Dylan, think he's the greatest.
0: do you got anything on McDaniel?
2: Yeah, I'm not quite there yet either with rookie coaches. It's, you don't know the other team doesn't know what to expect as much. You know they this is right. this is the first the first time they, their defense has seen those plays from that guy, so it, it's a little bit easier to catch him off guard. But I will say, listen, man, Jeff Wilson's come in there and run up some yards the past couple weeks, and not to say that he was bad in San Francisco, but for him to plug him in like that and right away just kill it. It, it really does show how creative he is and how good he is at utilizing the talent he has. So he's, I don't think he's number one yet, but he's definitely in the conversation.
0: Fair enough. And lastly, um, this is, this is one from an entire association uh, calling one of us out, Bryce. I'm looking, I'm curious to see what uh, this one is Well, entails. it's probably me. So. Dear insanity. We, the Running Quarterback Association of America,
1: <laughs> listen
2: to your great
0: podcast uh, and notice one of your co hosts has an issue with running quarterbacks. Oh, uh, well, yeah. We are here go. to say the age of the pocket QB is done. You cannot win with the pocket quarterback anymore, as even the pocket quarterbacks have to escape the pocket on a regular basis. Matt Ryan washed. Stafford washed. Brady washed, unless he throws in 1.2 seconds. Mobile quarterbacks are the future. And the running back running quarterback Association of America would like Lynn Sanity to recognize that. Sincerely, Lamar Jackson, <laughs> head of, of the running back quarterback association of America. Uh, Bryce since they, they're coming at you a bit here uh because you are definitely uh, a grandpa when it comes to the quarterback position oh my what gosh. you you you're you're basically you you are now el- you're an elder when it comes to the quarterback position what what do you have to say to the uh, running quarterback association of America
1: now nah, man here's what i got to say here's what i got to say it's the way that you guys run the football it's the way that you guys are running it there is smart running and then there's just not smart running let me tell you non smart running Lamar Jackson <laughs> get down bro get down get out of bounds josh allen stop trying to truck people Jeez, man you're six and three okay you're not going undefeated just to get in the playoffs we know you're good you don't need to run people over and risk getting hurt it's the way that these guys run okay but i'm gonna take it for example patrick mahomes when he runs how many hits has he taken not a lot right because he knows when to get down he knows when to get out of bounds I, I Jalen hurts kind of the same thing. I think Jalen hurts is, is a better runner, a smarter runner than Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen. And I'll stand by that.
0: Uh, interesting. Interesting. I'm not going to, you know, mail bags. It's not time for the bait. We're just going to listen to the mail. We're going to respond to the mail and send it over uh, Dylan. What do you think of the, uh, the running back, the, the running quarterback association coming out here and, uh, and making their comments about uh, running quarterbacks and and the pocket quarterbacks being done.
2: Yeah, I, I pretty much echo what Bryce said on that as well. And I think Jalen Hurts is actually the perfect example here because if you watched him his first couple seasons, he was pretty inaccurate as a passer. He was a great runner, and so he chose to run a lot, and the Eagles didn't win a lot of games because of that. This year, he's opted a lot more for passing, Still running a good amount. He's he's definitely running smarter as well. But the reason that the Eagles are 8-1 is because he's passing a lot more. And he's passing a lot more accurately. And, you know, you can look at the Josh Allens and the Lamar Jackson and say they've had success, and that's true. But there's also a lot of other good young quarterbacks right now, like Tua, Joe Burrow, Mahomes, Herbert. Those are guys that can run, and they do when they need to but they're not doing it to the point where they're going to put themselves in a position to get hurt. And I think that is the future of quarterbacking is where you're going to get a few rushing attempts per game, you're going to roll out of the pocket when you need the extra time. You're going to run but you're not going to get hit and you're still going to prefer to throw the ball. And I think that's where we're going and I think there's a lot of players in the league right now that are like that and I think, you know, the the Matt Ryan and the Tom Brady, I think is definitely done, but I, I don't, we don't really see quarterbacks coming up like that right now that can't move in the pocket. So
0: fair enough. I mean, I think that association certainly has a point. Um, I mean, that association knows I've been a a big fan of the running quarterbacks. I defend the running quarterbacks, uh, because as we all know, uh, I have told, uh, Bryce a hundred times. Uh, that you know he's gonna tell his grandkids someday when he's like 60 70 years old he's gonna sit there he's not gonna understand how the quarterback could be the best athlete, athlete on a field because he's okay. gonna sit there and tell his grandkids all he's gotta do is sit in the freaking pocket so okay. uh it's it's a uh, it's it's a uh, it's an interesting point here and I appreciate that association uh being willing to uh to send it over so uh, without further ado, uh that will conclude our podcast um and and obviously next week we've got some good games, uh, a lot to discuss. Uh, and, uh, Dylan, it's a privilege to, to have you on again, good sir. And, uh, you know, look, I, I have to remember every time, uh, that, that some of these teams get brought up that you agreed with me here, uh, in the preseason, you thought, so I have to remember you are an ally with me in this, despite all the haters that are coming onto this podcast and are relishing in the opportunities when these teams fall. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Caleb. Listen, there's there's definitely some points you've made in the past that I vehemently stand against you. Sure, but, sure, per usual. But when you're right, you're right, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be a villain here. I'm gonna when a, a great opportunity like supporting the Jets comes up, I'm gonna take it.
0: Yes, <laughs> you, you, you've, been a, you've you've always been an ally. You know, I, I I've always appreciated you for that. And so, uh, with without further ado. Uh, thank you for listening to uh, this podcast and uh, obviously uh, check us out next week. Check out all the other podcasts we got going on the platform. Peace.